Hello, it is I once again, me and the happy skeleton, Skellington. Just how I said it in that book, and I will never say it any differently ever again. Skellington. We come to you bearing fruits of our labor, which is just living and experiencing this life. And here we are. Recently recovered from a stomach bug. Very ill-timed. As I was supposed to meet up with a gentleman for work for the first time. And now he probably thinks that I am... A floozy, unreliable. Good thing I'm not Gen Z. I have the millennial thing on my side, so at least he, you know what I mean? If I was younger than 25, he'd definitely think I was talking crap. But my beautiful baby boy, my youngest, came home. No, they called us. And they said, take this demon out of here. She said, this demon is vomiting everywhere. That's what she called him. Said y'all didn't pray enough last night and now this demon is vomiting everywhere. Come pick up this forbidden child. Come pick up this demonic bastard. She really went all in. I guess she was upset. She was playing with him and she was like, hey, yeah. And he vomited into her mouth. And that's probably her fault. Um, but this is the thing. You know, my son was completely fine for the three weeks that he was home for Christmas. And then what happens after that? Well, he went back into the cesspool of all the other children. And I'm not saying he's any cleaner or dirtier than any of the other kids. It's just the nature of you have that many young, wet-mouthed, blubber-butted children... <laughs> And they're all in one place and they're touching all the same things and they're fighting and, you know, actually that would be a good program is like a baby fighting thing, you know, um, maybe you make them skip a couple of meals and then for dinner, right before they go home, you put a nice cracker in the middle covered with some peanut butter and a little bit of honey on top and you drizzle the honey real nice so they could see. And, um... You know what I mean? And then they just kind of go at it. I mean, my son is already, he has a violent streak, which we all have in our family. We play it cool. We're people pleasers for the most part, but below that is a very violent streak. And I think most Irish people are like that. My mother's Irish. I grew up in a violent place. Um, you know? And throughout the ages, you kind of had to be violent to survive. And our parents was the last ones, you know what I mean? They saw the war happen. They saw their parents going off to war, coming back from war, sheltering from war. Um, in Trinidad, while we did not take part... No, we did take part in the Second World War. Um, we were on the good guy's side. We're not Nazis. But there's a huge base in Trinidad on the... Northwestern tip, huge um, helicopter pad, and uh, and there was a airstrip. There were airstrips all over Trinidad, and they were, I'll give the Yankees this: they were built so well. They're still around today. They built um, the road to 
uh, one of our most beautiful and popular beaches, Maracas. They build the road, right? The Yankees. The Army Corps of Engineers. And it lasted for a long time. Now, there's a lot of landslides because Trini's about at upkeep. We like to do things. We do like to keep it up. We like to achieve, but the real achievement is in the long term. You know, mental struggle is like that. You know I mean? You take one brisk walk to try and ease your anxiety, and you're like, well, I've done it. I've conquered anxiety. But no, you had to do the book and the reading, and you had to journal, and you had to tell everybody you love them, and you had to be thankful, and you have to exercise, and you have to eat right for the gut biome, and you have to jump in a cold thing, and then you have to get in a hot thing sometimes. And that's just what it is. You know what I mean? And I think most parents had a violent streak because unlike us, they were kind of shielded. We, we are shielded from a lot of wars. They are not shielded from wars. They were kind of fresh out of one. So they had to kind of keep that violence just close to the surface in case they had to use it right away. So it's right there. A violent surface. A violent underbelly. But a thin, thin belly. Tin, as it's in Trinidad. Tin, tin, tin. So what happened was, sometimes that came out when you were rearing children. When you grow up in the Caribbean, third world country, you got your ass cut, as we would say. A sweet cut ass. And that doesn't mean physically cut. Although for some unfortunate individuals, I'm sure it did. Cut ass just means you got beaten very badly. You know what I mean? Your father tell you, boy, come up there and cut your ass. It means I'm going to come up there and light your tail feather. I'm going to ignite it with a shoe. Um, you know what I mean? And that's what the parents had to do to keep the trend in line. Now, you know, you don't beat your kids now. Um, and I don't think you need to. But it would be nice to. All the parents out there listening, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Just to, you know what I mean? Go in the closet for a second. Yeah. Wash your mouth. Eat your breakfast. Why are you talking? Why are you talking back? You know what I mean? It'd be nice to throw out a lash every now and again. But we can't do it. First of all, it's wrong. Secondly, we are not designed for it. We will be stricken with guilt. We will not be able to do it. So I guess I'm not only regretting not being able to do it um, because it's wrong now and society looks not at it, but I don't have the constitution. I think if I walloped my child away, my mother would have turned my backside back in the day. I would feel bad because we're in a different time. Society plus constitutions. I mean, your parents are just tougher. They just are. Um, and every generation is softer, which makes me think like, what is my grandchild or my great grandchild going to be like? Are they just going to be like a floating blob of skin so sensitive that it's see-through? You know what I mean? And they just kind of like, they talk, they don't even use words because every word becomes violent. You know, words like the, is, that, they all become Violent words. So in the future, you don't even say words. You just kind of hum and groom. And we just, you just hum. And you just speak in tones. 
Hmm. You know, you're upset. Yeah. Very hard for given directions. Maybe some one high is left, down is right. Right? All of the syllables, all the consonants is gone. And it's just vowels, just a rotating spool of vowels that the children are using to talk to each other. Sometimes you hear it now a little bit and kids know it is. My son is very well spoken, thank God. We read him a lot of books. But some other kids, they're talking, and you're just like, what? What? This in my I just go, that's nice. That's very nice. You know? But what is he writing to do? Should I buff the ass? And just say, I cannot understand a thing you are saying. Speak. Clearly, in front of their parents, he just dressed them down. <laughs> he just dressed them down and say, speak properly in front of the parents. Um, and I would, you know what I mean? What would, how would that go? Because I know somebody did that to my child. Well, guess what? Battle Royale. We're going into the drum. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. And you just hope that that would happen one day. You know, you have all this trapped up, pent up aggression we're not allowed to use. Well, nothing like a schoolyard parent fight. I haven't seen one yet, but it could happen. I give it time. We live in the kind of neighborhood where that is not completely out of the question of reality. Um, we do, it's true. I just, what, you know, like I had a, I had a great uncle. Okay, true story. He taught his kids to swim by throwing them off of a 10 meter pier. <laughs> swim, basically swim or succumb to death. That's how they learned to swim. Um... Now, two of them apparently swam nationally for Trinidad. Trinidad and Tobago. I'm turning into one of those future kids. Apparently swam for Trinidad and Tobago. Um, the other one, not too sure. But he was, he was a crazy person. Remember back in the days, um, everybody got married. So sometimes you'd line up your husband be an absolute nut job. He... He had a methodology of headbutting people. He used to say he had two types of butts. One butt to cut you, just to teach you a lesson, and another type of butt to put you down. That's what he used to say. He had, I gave him the cut butt. That next man had to lay him down. Mm. And he taught us where to butt on a person. You know what I mean? I had to give them a little shock. Let them know what time it is. Let them readjust their expectations and decide how they want to go about their life for the next three or four minutes. Or, boop, sit down on the ground for a second and think about what you've done. You have made some good decisions this morning. And I had to take actions into my own hands. Voodoof! And um, he was crazy. He used to chew chicken bones with his gums. He got tired of messing with dentures. So you know what he did? He just chewed 
chicken bones with his gums. And he took out some teeth that he, few teeth he had left, he took those out because his mouth couldn't close properly. You can't be chewing chicken bones on the east side and on the west side, you have a set of teeth preventing the mouth from closing properly. So he let go all them teeth and then, you know what I mean? Dentures for sure, but gums for a pro. Bust through them chicken bones. A man tried to break in his house one time. He just grabbed the man's hand, put him against the wall, and just pulled his hand till his wrist broke and the bone came through the skin. Oh, God, in heaven. That's, that's how tough you had to be, you know? Back in the days, in the 40s, 1940s and 50s in Trinidad, that is how tough you had to be to survive. Now, our kids will never know that kind of toughness. Or maybe they will. Maybe they'll swing back the other day. I always think every generation is going to learn from the last one, but they don't. Keep fighting all these wars. For what? For what? So I got this bad stomach bug from my son. It made, it made its way to my wife. And then I was like, she not tough. She don't have the belly I have. She don't have the belly I have. You know what I mean? She have a lady belly. But guess what happened? She did have a much stronger belly with me because she was sick for a lot less time than I was. So I cared for her like us modern people do. Modern men, we have to care. She was up and at her, and the next day I get sick. I had to call in bail from work. Okay, that's what happens sometimes. But... And yet I care. I mean, back in the days of my mother had summer bug, I think she still had to do everything. You know, wash the clothes, cook the dinner, ding, ding, ding. And my father just, you know, you got, you got about 45 minutes with your father every day. You had 30 minutes in the car ride on your way to school. And let me tell you something. With us, is level prayers. Level prayers. Our father holds a Hail Mary. And my father's always trying to teach us to hold up the rosary. He goes, so, okay, and the... Third sorrowful is, fifth sorrowful mystery is the crowning of the thorns. Yes, very good. Who wants to take this one? Who wants to take this decade? Who wants to take this decade? Huh? Kiran, Amon, Colum, who wants to take this one? Kiran, you take this one. Kiran, you take this one. You're just, you're, yeah, you're just trying to be, you know what I mean? You're just like, Dad, can we just relax on the way to school for a change? And I, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, my son, loudly, please. Please don't pray like that. Hail Mary. He said, I get loud. And then, Holy Mary, man. You're trying to trail off. You falling asleep in the back there during prayers? No, no, dad. No, dad. No, dad. Prayers in your tail. So that was quality time with us every day. It was 30 minutes of level prayers. I'm not talking about... Let's do a grace before meals, huh? I talking about mysteries, joyful, sorrowful, whatever the other ones is. It's three sets of them. It's the crowning of the thorns or whatever. The rising of the Jesus into whatever. The ashes into heaven. And that was that. And if my mother was driving us, very rare, it's tables, tables down the line. What's seven times seven? Eight times four? 16 times 12, 10 times 8, and you just you're going down the line. So now I have good mental math, but don't know how to relax in a car. 
don't know how to relax in a car. And my children, like, they get kind of bored. They're like, this drive is a a bit boring. We give them a phone. Shouldn't really do that, but what are you going to do, yes? One day we'll we'll get all past the screen nonsense. We'll just go back into the jungle and raise the children. Off the grid. That's the dream, isn't it? Off the grid. Many wife always talking about it. It's very alluring. I think I'd like to. I think I want to have an apartment in the city. And then I want to slowly bring the farm together. And then as I get older, I'll be like, you know what? I want to spend more time with this farm here. I want to spend more time with these animals and this nature. Nature, 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 nature. Um... And that's the story. So I got sick. You know the story with stomach bugs. Um, you could choose to eat and then you're honking. Or you could choose not to eat and just wait for the for the hot grease. Up to you. You make your decision. You will you lay in your bed. And um, you know, when you're coming back, nothing tastes good. The burps, the burps when you have a stomach bug, ho- stomach bug. Holy Jesus Christ! What is that flavor? It smells like somebody else burped into my mouth. I inhaled it, kept it in my lungs for a week, and then burped it back out. I'm actually getting goose pimples right now just thinking about how disgusting those burps were yesterday. Yes, that's right. Yesterday. That's why I couldn't record the podcast yesterday because I was very ill. And that is what happens. So that's the bottom line is we should get children trying, you know, get them fighting over some crackers to build a bit of resilience. You know, we can't just be giving them four or five meals a day. They had to skip some meals at some point and to learn about the hardships. Because chances are we are going to poop. This environment's so bad that they're not going to be able to eat much anyway. I mean, there'll be, you know, GMO grains, corn syrup is never going to go anywhere. Bread and corn syrup, that'll be breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a few years. Meat will be a thing of the past. Corn, corn syrup, candy cane, candy corn. A little elf reference there. The other thing is, um, tell your mother I said hello. She called me. She said, Eamon, I'm worried. I said, they're going to come around. They're, gonna, they're doing their best. She said, no, no, it's not like that anymore. It's different. They don't call me as much. And they told me they were going to live their lives. And now they're not living their lives. Your mother's worried. And I know that because I made sweet love to her. And I didn't want to. But your father insisted. So here we are. Your mother's worried. 